aka Pazers. This is the big one. This might be the biggest movie we talk about all year. If we just look at social media traffic reactions, um, this is like a modern studio's dream. The effects of Wonder Woman 1984. I'm going to get into it because I've seen this movie, Confession Time. I've seen this movie just about four times. I've rewatched the ending at least six because you guessed it. Some of these people are wrong. We're talking Wonder Woman 1984. Let's get through that intro. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everyone. Hey, before we get into the movie, I got to do my job. I got to sell you something. <laughs> I got to sell you Trial by Fire. It's available right now on Indiegogo. $35 will get you a 69-page comic, but in actuality, it's actually 20, uh, 72 pages. I'm just trying to be funny with, with the 69. I don't care. I'm amused by it. And you get an ash can that is the original uh, intent of the comic. Now, this comic book took me 24 years to finish. And it started in high school. And that's what the ash can is. So you get the original high school presentation. And then you get a, a the adult Peter's version of this story. And also on Etsy is Uzi Susie. For $24, you're going to get a mini comic book. Two trading cards, two stickers, and one mini poster. No one is even close to offering that much value, that much of a deal. Not to mention uh, one amazing character, one amazing origin story with Uzi Susie. Number one, both second volumes, Trial by Fire and Uzi Susie, are in production right now. I'm, uh, I'm drawing them as we uh, as we speak. Not really. Uh, I'm going to be drawing them right after we speak. Okay, everyone, let's get to it. <laughs> we got to get to Wonder Woman. It wouldn't be 2021 if we didn't have a movie that divided everyone, everyone hated, everyone was a uh, quote-unquote disappointed by, uh, and, uh, you know, quickly cast off, cast away. And uh, we, we have some of our top influencers, our top minds, um, dare I say, missing the boat. Uh, not able to justify or explain the already greenlit Wonder Woman 3. Now, here's the crazy thing, okay? that This is what I'm most into. Two, like, two things happened with these uh, franchises that blew my mind. One of them, I'm going to go to Michael Bay and Transformers to where Bumblebee has become the absolute focus of the Transformer lore, meaning anything new that you do moving forward will involve Bumblebee. Now, growing up, it was always Optimus Prime, but now it's Bumblebee. Thank you, Michael Bay. Again, giving us something we didn't ask for, but once we saw it, we liked it. Wonder Woman has taken over the DC Extended Universe, DCEU, right? The DCEU. This started in BVS, Batman vs. Superman, where Wonder Woman felt wedged into that movie. I'll still say it. Now, that this doesn't mean my other um, ideas around that movie aren't true. They're 1,000% true. Nothing has changed on how I feel about the movie, but Wonder Woman kind of wedged in there. And 
the amazing thing is, you know, everyone fake outrage, fake disappointment to the point that when people liked Wonder Woman, everything became Wonder Woman about the DC extended universe. No more Ben Affleck, no more Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, uh, his Superman effectively should have been in Shazam, should have been in that movie to, to tighten uh, things up a little when it comes to, to co the uh, connective tissue of all these movies. But we have Wonder Woman, uh, you know, relatively in four movies now, going into five. Um, and it's amazing that she has taken over the, the face of DC Comics, very similar. I'll say this too, Iron Man with the uh, Marvel Universe. It, it was never Iron Man until we saw the movie. <laughs> and then everyone was like, this is, this is all we need, this is all we want. I mean, just the idea that Wonder Woman could uh, conquer, you know, pun intended there, I guess, maybe, uh, Batman and Superman, like the big two. And she's become the real focus of this. Now, we have this COVID year that blew up the hype, the campaign. I mean, around here in Philly, there, there's just been like nothing but a, a very sad rollout when it comes to Wonder Woman products. Uh, you, you've been seeing them for months and no movie. And then, like, you know, we have the rise of streaming. Eventually, uh, these studios are in a zero-sum game. They're in a loss, and they have to recoup. Now, by the time Disney released Milan, you know, Disney Plus has had it, it they had their subscriber um, jump from the Mandalorian. They reached their 100 million nut. Mulan was this experiment on the ways that they can release, uh, you know, tentpole top tier movies, period. I, you know, a lot of people would say, and I, I guess I, I agree based on what I know. You know, okay. Uh, Mulan was a failure. So, Wonder Woman 3 gets greenlit. And people are like, why? How? It's horrible. It's losing money. It's going to lose $100 million. I don't even know how true that is. But it's, it's, it's out there. People are saying it. If I'm saying people are saying it, you know it to be true. And... Yeah, does uh, HBO Max got uh, I think 17, 18 million subscribers from the One Woman eighty four push? That is enough to greenlit a sequel. There's money there to pull out and put into a sequel. I mean, it's it's barely a month of money. You take your 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 nut from one calendar year and. And boom, like we have, you know, we have the budget for a Wonder Woman movie. So we're dealing with all these things too. Uh, I think we're going to be dealing with a, a de-escalation when it comes to streaming movies and streaming services. Uh, I, you know, like it sounds funny, but I think we're going to go into an era where we where we see more of the 80s in modern movies, meaning big ideas, big hooks for these movies but lower um, execution, meaning like they're not going to be so big, grandiose. They're going to be smaller movies, smaller storylines, 
and you know like the action and things like that will just be less because we pay for the action the action is the most expensive part of these movies so this movie comes out and everyone tears it apart it's it's very it's fascinating it really is I watched this movie as many times as I did because I just didn't feel it was justified seeing it one time. I didn't feel like um, I understood it. So I just kept watching it. And the funny thing is, though, like everyone around me doesn't like the movie. This is fine. You know, like I'm not right. Like I'm not trying to draw these battle lines. Probably here to explain some of it. Because there is a level of expectation when it comes to Wonder Woman. And here's the funny thing. No one knew what they wanted out of a sequel. They just did it. Uh, Patty Jenkins and, and Jeff Johns, who's, you know, these are our story screenwriters. They had this idea. Now, here's the crazy thing. It's the same idea that Joe Schumacher had. In Batman and Robin. The great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. The movie collectively with the best Schwarzenegger one-liners. Ever. And. B&R. As I call it. Is a extension. Of the 60's. Uh, um, live action series. At one time. You know like highest rated show. like Or one of the highest rated. That's right. The Warhol era, pop era, you know, and, and, and I'm uh, simplifying it. Extension of that was a modern day retelling, a modern day um, push for children for merchandise in Batman and Robin. It's, it's meant to be fun. It's really hard to watch that movie and not have fun. It really is. So in my eyes, it's a great movie. So what are we doing with Wonder Woman 1984 creators? Well, we're not done with the television show, the Linda Carter TV show. This is why she's in the end credits. This is why she says she's been here for a long time. The impact of that show, it's still there. I mean... I was in uh, a couple years ago. I was in Vegas, and uh, you know, drunk out of my mind. But there were Wonder Woman arcades everywhere, all in the Carter, insane graphics. Like you know, because they they have these like intros for these um, uh, not not arcades, uh, slot machines. You know, like they have these intros, and they're all full graphics, and and they're almost like tiny movie trailers in these slot machines all over Vegas. So. Wonder Woman 1984 is a extension of what that thread is, that idea. Now, these are the things we get with it. We get a almost like a love boat plot. We have uh, an explanation of the world in a very TV way. Uh, I would say we have a structure very similar to two to three episodes. You know, like every 10 minutes, we're almost like in a different full act. So, is this a uh, a sequel to Wonder Woman? 
the the blockbuster hit that we all fell in love with? No. Yeah, and keep in mind too, I got my I got some issues with Wonder Woman. Is this a direct sequel to the TV show? No. Is this uh connected to all the other DC movies? No. <laughs> so what are we upset about here? What are we upset when we are presented with a use of the character that is unknown and unexpected by all of us? We get a Wonder Woman 1984, and there's all these little plot points people just want to latch on to. None of these plot points matter. It, they really don't, because Wonder Woman has this like emotional core with Chris Pine, with Captain James Tiberius Kirk. She loses him again, and she's now she needs to give it up. Okay? I don't care about the swap thing. This is a plot point that diminishes a true emotional element in this movie. People go on and on about um, the the cheetah girl, the the tigress, or whatever, you know. Um, and and it's just again, again, not like missing the point. You know, her empowerment is being more womanly. You know, like people say, oh, well, what about feminism and all these other things? I don't know, but I think that message is good. That message is there, okay? I think it's ballsy, and for some reason, people want to diminish that. So her becoming uh, more of a woman, more powerful, um, you know, uh, resistant to the male gaze. She can protect herself. She can walk in high heels. I don't know. I think those are all fantastic things, okay? Boom. Now, uh, we have a better villain, okay? We, we have a villain that strictly wants more. I love these types of villains, by the way. And it's it's weird. Like, it's, it's weird that, um, you know, we forget how weak the villain was in the first Wonder Woman movie, where, like, really the movie falls really comes off the uh the wheels come off the wagon in the third act for wonder woman 1984 she she's actually uh, helpless she's powerless and the only thing she can do with the with 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 max lord here okay as he's becoming all powerful is plead with him and reason with him okay and it's it's a Really cool scene. It really is. It's a it's a great scene. So there's like an emotional impact there that it, that she's a hero. She doesn't just have to punch things, you know. And it's also again like very TV showy. So these are all the things that I'm, I'm like you know hearing, watching about, and I'm rewatching this movie, and so much of it I just don't care about because. This movie's 2.5 hours long. It does march forward. It's aggressive. It's beautifully shot. Okay? It's it's one of the best shot movies. Okay? There's all of these things in this movie that are masterful. Like, top down. The concept and the intent is there. And it's hard for me to really rip this movie. The only way to rip this movie is to 
make the argument you are expecting something different. It is their jobs. It is Patty Jenkins' job to deliver what we're not expecting. Okay. Like, moving forward. And these nitpicks are is a part of the larger conversation that just erodes the lexicon, uh, you know, the zeitgeist. It, it, it really dumps everything down. And I just, I, I won't have it. We're here on AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. We're 351 episodes deep in this mother effer. And we're doing long-form conversation. Because originally, after this, and you know, I'm getting I'm getting to the point. I'm getting to the point to why we're different here than everyone else talking about movies. I'm I'm I can say everyone. Cause there's no thought put into it anymore. I'm sorry. There's zero thought. And it's it, it, it upsets me. It fires me up. And you know, again, we don't have to love one woman nineteen eighty four. But you know, like maybe we can look at it. You know, with some intent, and we can kind of be like, "Well, we're still watching a movie." You know, like it's not all going to be explained. Uh, I'm watching this type of movie for a particular reason. So, I was going to go into this Netflix run. That I, I, yeah, I've been recording them. I'm ahead. I, I'm so into watching everything on Netflix. It's a just obsession. Six on the ground is going to be our first one, by the way, but. You know, HBO Max, the power of these streaming services, I got into all of everything that they had of Wonder Woman. There's an animated movie uh, called Wonder Woman 2009. Watched it. Flipped out about it. Holy crap. Wonder Woman Bloodlines, another animated movie. Uh, I believe directed by Kevin Lau. 2019, watched that. Holy crap. Like, really digging it, and that's connected to our, our DC epic run that we did a couple, you know, uh, probably uh, 50 or 60 episodes ago of this crazy epic run, this saga that was the DC animated story. So, and then I get into the TV show, and that's where, like, the movie clicked when I started watching the TV show. Same with Batman and Robin. So... We're, we're talking Wonder Woman. My, the next run of episodes will be all Wonder Woman. Then we'll get into Netflix. But see, other shows, other uh, creators or content whatever guys and gals, they don't do this. Like they, they do their Wonder Woman 1984 and then they're moving on. And they're forgetting the, uh, the, the, the muscle that that's in this like arm okay you know like they meaning that there's all these little tiny muscles to move a bicep there's all these different things that happen to move your arm within your body these people just cut off the arm i talked about one woman 1984 and they're moving on to the next thing which is usually a top-down list of what's trending they will make a video they will do a podcast they will do their thing on that here i want to understand Wonder Woman in the context of where she exists because it took her a long time to come back from that TV show and it took her a long time to get that TV show. And knowing that she's taken over uh, Warner Brothers' giant uh, 
reach. You know, like they don't have Harry Potter. They they need DC Comics, and she's the face of um this, this company, like you know, becoming profitable again. Uh, you know, like becoming a, a center of their uh, endeavors. You know, like and it's it's very cool seeing it. It's very important. Uh, Marvel's not even close to that. They're trying with Captain Marvel. They they really are. They want Captain Marvel to be on the Wonder Woman level, and this this whole like thread that interpretations only can be a certain way, can only bounce a certain way, can only move forward. Like you know, it's it's very funny to me because I just watched Dark Knight Rises. And holy crap, you know, I will say one of the most disappointing movies I saw when I first saw it. I'm watching it again, and the social commentary in that is blowing my mind. And, you know, like for some reason, I couldn't see how solid of a movie it is. Now, there's all these little, again, little plot things that people want to go on and on about. I don't know. When I'm watching the movie, it's all explained. It's all there. Uh, am I going to take leaps? Yeah, but I take leaps with every movie I watch. You know, but the experience is solid and the intent is there. So, like, again, long-form conversation. Wonder Woman is a part of this, like, mosaic of different ideas, different interpretations, different directions, different ideas injected into these characters. This is also the major uh, thread that is in DC Comics, their multiverse. They are, you know, it works perfectly. You know, like technically Wonder Woman 1984 can have nothing to do with the previous movie. That's kind of cool. I'm sorry. You know, is it confusing? Does it um does it have a little bit of the Marvel effect where, you know, I do criticize all the Marvel movies eventually for not being able to stand on their own? I mean, even Thor, God and, God and Thunder, and Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, it's tough just exp- just explain those movies to people that haven't uh, that don't know about them. It's really tough. But I like this one off niche idea. One woman, nineteen eighty four, technically can be its own thread. It's his, it's its own thing, and it, it's a nod to that TV show, which I do like. So there it is, everyone. Everyone that's flipping out about 1984, I get it. But watch some of that TV show. And then watch Wonder Woman 1984 and report back. But everyone, I'd love you. Next episode, 352, we're discussing Wonder Woman animated movie 2009. That really shook me. Then we're doing Wonder Woman Bloodlines. And then we're going to talk to Wonder Woman television show. So get ready. Wonder Woman Run. Skip to <laughs> skip to the Netflix stuff if you're tired of uh, Diana Troy. But don't, because everything I say is amazing. I love you. Goodbye. And do me a favor. Go out there and create something. Get out of your comfort zone. I command it. <laughs>